0: Sports are back, and you don't want to miss any of the exclusive coverage of this unprecedented sports season. You can subscribe to the Athletic now by going to theathletic.com/slash/down-to-dunk, and you will receive forty percent off an annual subscription. Sports are back, and you don't want to miss the breaking stories on your favorite teams, like the Thunder. Like, what's going to happen with the Thunder? You can get everything that Eric Horn writes, everything that Sam Amick writes, everything that Zach Harper writes, all on the Athletic, while also supporting. Down to Dunk. So make sure you go to TheAthletic.com slash Down to Dunk and receive that 40% off your annual subscription. We hope to see you there. I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm Down to Dunk. I'm
1: Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm Down to Dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm Down to Dort. What's Dort?
0: I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Bazley, and I'm Down to Dunk. I'm Shane Gilders-Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson and I'm Down to Dunk. You. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, Alex, the bubble has been amazing. We got Bubble Mellow last night taking down the Rockets in the ultimate revenge game. We had Devin Booker hitting the most impossible shot. It's been so much fun. We had the the Thunder losing to the to the Nuggets by a free throw. Just an amazing it's, time.
1: It's, it's been great. It's been multiple games in a row. There was that little, you know, great initial games. Then there was a bunch of blowouts. And then these last two days, it's just been like good game after good game. You, you had the uh, you had the Nets beating
0: the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you see the story on that? On the no. What story? So the 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 Nets and the Rockets met at like they're at the pool together, and they're like, "Hey, all you got to yeah. do to beat the Bucks is take every open three that you can, and you'll beat them." And then they did it. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. Is that true? Yes. That conversation. Yes. It's real. <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
1: I mean, especially when you like know you're not on their level. Like, why not? What? It's a, kind of like an obvious strategy because it increases the variability of the game. Yeah. But I just, lo- I, I just I wonder- love that
0: they're like strategizing <laughs> by the pool together in this like NBA campus <laughs> environment. I mean, it's something that would have never happened otherwise. The Nets probably would go in and just get trounced in that game. And obviously, this is something that the Nets staff know. But it's just a, it's just a funny anecdote that's come from the bubble.
1: Well, now I want to see whoever plays the Bucks just try to shoot like eighty threes per game. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, they should. I mean, it wouldn't be great. It'd be disgusting.
0: <laughs> it but would be disgusting. <laughs> yeah. it's, some-
1: it's something to do because <laughs> otherwise, I'm not watching those games. <laughs>
0: I know. I mean, the eighth seed, whoever's the eighth seed, is gonna get killed by the Bucks, anyways. I mean, you might as well put try to put up seventy threes in a game. Try to set some records. I mean, you should. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Uh, just kind of like who cares about that stupid Oklahoma City Denver Nuggets game the other day? That I mean, that was a, that was a, a weird game. It
1: was very weird. Or one thing I thought about this whole season is just like how many more scoring options OKC has this year mm-hmm. compared to previous years, mm-hmm. and uh, and while maybe they're not as high level as like a Russ or PG, it just felt like we had more people who are capable of scoring yeah but as it turns out we really just have like one more yeah. than previous years and when you take out that one person all of a sudden everyone else coming off the bench is just the same like one-dimensional player or at least that's <laughs> the way it feels and you get you got some of the like nastiest lineups we have seen so far this year Um both because Schroeder was out and because SGA was in foul trouble mm-hmm. um throughout a lot of that game but Yeah, man, I, I, I'm trying not to take anything away from that game just because I'm planning never to see lineups like that ever
0: again. (laughs) It was, it was rough. The lineups, there were some rough lineups that included like Hami and Robertson who should never, ever, ever be in the same lineup together. Uh, Hami actually, he played a decent game. He's plus 19, but he's only one of five from the field. He was, he was fine. You know, he was fine. He wasn't great by any means. Robertson was rough, uh, Gosh, he his he missed like at least three layups. Yes, just right at the rim, and there was a couple he got. I think two he got lucky that so, somebody came over and put it back in. But it was just just a rough experience for Dre. I felt I felt bad for him. Uh, and then, I mean, they shot forty one percent from three, which just doesn't seem right after you watch the game. <laughs> It's, maybe that's just because like Baisley and Dort missed a, a ton of threes on their own. But Gallo shot the ball well and, and Shea shot the ball well from three. But it was, it was, just a, it was a strange game. Well, that, that's the crazy thing about those
1: lineups is that as theoretically bad as they were, like they did fine, like they kept yeah. the game closed. It's not like the Nuggets were making huge runs when these all bench lineups were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't get too mad it's just you know that that is not sustainable and if we ever see that in the playoffs it's going to be really bad <laughs> but the thing that those lineups do well defense was on like incredible display yeah I mean that was basically that whole game and I would say from both teams um, especially as the game went on Denver towards the end I-, I tweeted about this but like they were making Chris Paul work for hit to get to his spots in a way I just haven't seen a lot of teams do this year
0: yeah I mean, there were there were just a couple things that really kept the Thunder from winning this game. And I think, uh, one, Shea got into foul trouble, which triggered the no-point guard lineup, uh, which actually didn't do too bad uh, without him. But still, it's not ideal. Uh, Chris Paul played a really sloppy game. He just wasn't very good and ended up fouling out. He had five turnovers, which is just not very Chris Paul-like. Uh, They turned the ball over 15 times and five of them were from Chris who just, he just didn't play a great game. He shot eight of 17 from the field. You know, he shot the ball well Uh, he had that one miss free throw at the end, which he continued to comment on after the game, but that was not great. And then they really let Michael Porter jr. Get going in the first half, which was less than ideal. I mean, they let him get into rhythm and then he just started making everything. I mean, he was 12 of 16 from the field, 37 points on 16 shots. He was he was every bit of everything that people said he would be at the draft uh, last, or I guess two days ago. So he was he was very good. And this is a short handed Nuggets team. I mean they're they're playing guys that shouldn't be playing. I mean they they played PJ Dozier 18 minutes. And that that will not still wearing 35 still wearing 35 that will not happen come playoff time you will not see pj dozier uh playing for the nuggets they're missing jamal murray they're missing gary harris i mean this should have been a, a gimme for the thunder and i think it's it was just it was just ugly it was just an ugly performance
1: yeah and it's and it was one of those games where early on i was looking at dort and robertson like Is there even anyone on the Nuggets that's, like, worthy of their defense? (laughs) Like, I feel like they're just going to waste at the thing they do really well. And maybe we should be seeing more of, you know, someone like Nader, for instance. Um, But then, of course, Michael Porter Jr. is just, like, completely unstoppable. And no matter who they put on him, he seemed to do get to his spots. And it was just – his jumper is very smooth. Yeah. Like, everything he was doing offensively was incredibly smooth.
0: Yeah. He was he was very good. And, you know, Shea had moments in that game, too, where he took over, which were he had he had like everything. He had this big mixed bag from Shea where he looked pretty bad at at some points running the offense. I mean, just not throwing crisp passes, not not getting guys where they should be. You know, he had two free or two assists to three turnovers just a overall bad passing game but then he had moments where he's getting to the free throw line he's hitting these step back threes he's getting into the lane and you're like oh okay he had these like flashes of like what we're going to see here in the coming years from shea is like all this star potential there so you kind of got to see his floor and ceiling all within one game so i mean it was really pretty interesting watching him and porter jr kind of go at it, even though they weren't necessarily guarding each other. But to see both those guys on display as offensive players was pretty cool because they were both players that were taken, uh, you know, right around each other in the draft. And both players, I mean, honestly, I I think people should regret that Porter Jr. didn't go earlier in the draft. I mean, he's obviously extremely talented, and the Nuggets are, are seeing the dividends from taking him. I think he was, what was he, 15th? That track? yeah
1: oh it's it's so stupid i i was googling uh jerome robinson last night oh, so i was geez. like what happened to him yeah and i first of all i had to remember his name because he's like such a like boring <laughs> name i was trying to figure it out and then i realized he's he's playing like he's in the bubble
0: yeah yeah right plays for the wizards yeah he actually not, had, not, had a nice yeah. game not as nice as this <laughs> this game for porter jr but you see it he's at least showing yeah, some life
1: the, there were so many mistakes in in that draft i mean the I, i've always felt like cleveland was the most obvious one just because yeah. they needed someone who could turn into a star and colin Sexton has been good but and then the knicks
0: like gosh there, there were just so oh, many options dude. yeah Knox is is about as bad as you could get That's spot yeah <laughs> it's so brutal it was so brutal uh steven but, uh, but we got it yeah go ahead
1: Oh oh i was I was ready to jump to nader,
0: oh dude nader was good, he
1: was good. he was like he made me uh feel really smart for that uh when you made us pick like which non shooter bench player would have the most points per game, yeah, I'm feeling great about my nader pick, yeah, I mean he's just... he just just comes in, he knows what he's doing he's he's not as wild as he used to be, in fact, he yeah. had a nice driving kick in this game, mm-hmm. And I just feel like he is worthy of, you know, he played 13 minutes in this game. He's worthy of 15 minutes in a game. Yeah. Especially on this team, because we don't have that type of skill set coming off the bench necessarily. I mean, Baisley can hit threes, but I don't necessarily bank on it. Yeah. Whereas like, and, and Muscala obviously has that same sort of role, but he got the concussion in this game. So I really think Nader is going to see more minutes than I might have anticipated.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't quite get the Diallo infatuation.
1: Yeah, and that's a recent thing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm just I feel like that's
1: just bubble world.
0: Yeah. I, I I mean you can point to this plus minus cool. Uh give me some guy that's gonna make shots. That's what I want. A guy that's gonna take and make shots. Because that's exactly what they're missing. You're right. Uh and maybe it's just we need a defender coming off the bench at the wing position, in which Nader's not that, and I totally get that. But this team needs more shooting. You have Dort, you have Shea, you have Chris Paul, all solid perimeter defenders. Baisley has shown that he can defend. New Orleans is a good defender. Andre Robertson, that's all he does. Hami's not even that great of a defender. Like He's just crazy athletic. Uh, and then you have Nader, who's got the skill set, like you said, he can put the ball in the deck. You can really shoot it from the outside. I mean, guys are going. If you're an Oklahoma City Thunder wing and you're sitting there in the corner, you're gonna get an open shot at some point. It's going to happen. And Nader got them, and he, and he just he made them. He knocked down those shots, and that's a guy I feel like you can trust to take those shots. So yeah, I'm with you. I I think you, I think that Nader earned himself some time, uh, just the way that he played and shot the ball. Uh, I'm also digging his look right now as well so I mean all around good things for Nader
1: and and not all open shots I mean I was joking in the down to dunk group text but there was one three where he was in the corner but he was covered and he basically like I mean I was embarrassed to say but he, for a brief split second he had like a star wing move where he like <laughs> sized his guy up and he like was able to get a shot up over him and it went in. Yeah. And it's probably not going to happen a lot. But for that like brief one second time, I was like, wow, Nader <laughs> is good.
0: <laughs> yeah. He played, I mean, he played well. And they need a guy that can come off the bench and score in the double digits because outside of Schroeder, they don't really have that guy. I mean, Noel will do it from time to time, Baisley will do it from time to time. But they don't really have much scoring punch, especially with Schroeder out. Uh, I think that he's, to me, it's, it's necessary. And he has proven that he's not the worst defender anymore. He was truly awful for a while with the Thunder. But I feel like he's gotten a lot better and, and deserves some time. I wanted to touch on Steven, who just struggles against Jokic. I mean, Jokic can is really strong and he's lumbering and he's just going to keep going to the basket. And you have to respect his mid-range game. You have to respect him from three. And I think he's just obviously just a really hard cover, even for Steven, who is maybe the strongest center in the NBA. He still struggles with Jokic, and he, and he did on both ends. I mean, Jokic was 10 of 21 from the field. He was 0-5 from three, but finished with 30 points on 21 shots, 10 assists, 12 boards, and then Stephen finished with 9 points, 10 boards, 1 assist, 2 turnovers, and finished with 6 fouls as well. So it was just a, it's a struggle. It's a tough matchup. and we talk about how, oh, maybe Denver is a really good matchup for OKC. Uh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Jokic is just a tough cover. And I don't know. I mean, Stephen just didn't seem to be the answer for him.
1: Yeah. And when we think about, you know, first round matchups, Utah, Denver or Houston trying, I'm hoping, I'm I'm not even going to include the Clippers in the discussion because I don't want to think about that. But I think we'd all agree that Utah would be the most favorable. But then choosing between the Nuggets and Rockets is really hard because we haven't seen this team against this version of the Rockets, and yeah. we don't really know what's going to happen with Steve if if that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen, during the bubble at least, that other teams have just kind of stuck with their big men. I mean, Portland did it. Nurkic played huge in that game. Yeah. Zach Collins was out there his normal minutes. Um, Brooke Lopez played really well um, for the Bucks. So and, and Porzingis actually probably should have done more. He was out there. Mm-hmm. So it, I just... I don't know what that matchup would look like and we're not going to get to see it. And I feel like we're heading towards that way. Yeah. I I, I just have a feeling we're going to end up against the Rockets in the first round.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it would be Steven versus Jeff green at times. Yeah. It's him versus green or Tucker. Those will be his main
1: matchups. I mean, he'll, and as we've seen in these other Rockets bubble games, like the big men have been able to go off. Yep. And he is going to do, need to do what like Nurkic did last night, which is get 19 rebounds. He's going to have to be a huge rebounding presence, especially on the offensive boards. Yeah. Which he can be.
0: He's been one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA at times.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I just would
0: like to see it once. <laughs> I know I, before committing. I'm with you. <laughs> I agree. Because yeah, the Rockets are just they're just such a strange team. They're just they they are what they are, and you know they're going to have these high highs where they beat the Bucks, and then they lose to the Blazers, who have played really well on the bubble. I mean, you got to give. But credit it's so to them.
1: weird because all of these Rockets games have come down to like the last minute. So yeah. the Rockets could easily be 0-3 or they could be 3-0. Mm-hmm. I actually think them being 2-1 and 1 is a little lucky because they were down in all three of these games yep. um, and had to make runs towards the end to get it close. But uh, like last night, like they were terrible. And yet they were in that game till the very end. Like Russ was really bad. Like one yeah. of the worst Russ games I've seen recently. Yeah. I think he had like 15 points, 15 points, 9 assists. Yep. He had a ton of just, you know, we've talked about how he's cut down on his three-pointers, which he only had, took two in last night's game. But there were a couple, like, classic bad mid-range shots, including one at the very end, which clanked off the rim in such, like, a a negative way. It wasn't just, like, a normal
0: clank. No, I mean, it was... It just died right when it hit the rim. <laughs> it was this bad turnaround fadeaway mid-range jumper that you're just like why i mean no no passes just went right into this like mid-range post area it's like what are you doing man and then he and then he was very much last year's uh thunder rust shooting five of 12 from the free throw line yeah
1: and that was particularly bad because he had a few trips to the line where he missed both yep um and then you know harden was in foul trouble all game they still don't have eric gordon all that said, like all these games have been the exact same. Yep. They've all been the exact same. They fall behind by usually like 10 to 15 points. And then they kind of get it within like five to six. And then they eventually bring it back at the very end. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're a scary team for that reason. Just because I have no idea what to expect game to game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Daniel House and Jeff Green were 9 of 19 from 3. Which yeah. will never happen again. Promise. Take that to the bank. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe not both of them, but Daniel has been very good. He's been good. he's been good i don't tr- I don't trust Jeff green though
0: yeah that that's probably your your good Jeff green game for the for the time being twenty two points on fifteen shots for Jeff Green hey, but like we were texting about jazz could probably still use him. Oh no, no question. <laughs> the jazz are playing guys I've never heard of still well, I watch them play, and i still there's still guys that. If you told me their name, I wouldn't be able to tell you if they play for the Jazz or not. I mean that's the kind of that's the kind of guys that they're playing right now. But uh So uh
1: we we should talk briefly about the current status of the Thunder's own pick.
0: I know. It is be- it is certainly a, a big subplot of everything that's happening right now. A big
1: subplot for Sports Fan 405.
0: Yes. On <laughs> and, for, Twitter. and for me, I'm excited there's some guys <laughs> in that range that I and particularly excited about, so I'd, it'd be great to, to get two guys in this. Because right
1: now they, in terms of how many games behind they are of the Bucks, the Pacers are tied with the Thunder. They're bo- they're both twelve games back. Yeah, but the Pacers have a worse winning percentage. So if the Thunder lose today to mm-hmm. the Lakers, which is obviously highly possible, especially without shooter, in play, um, they would they would be in position to have their pick because they would fall below the Pacers, however briefly and they would be in that 20th spot and cuz remember they have to fall below three teams and they would be below the Rockets, Jazz and Pacers and then they still have the Sixers and Mavericks behind them who could theoretically jump up. And honestly, if the Mavs had lost that game to the Kings, I would have been ready to write them off because mm-hmm. I did the math and like they would have had to win out and the Thunder would have only had to go 500 to stay above them. Now it's a, it's a possibility um, even though they are four games back in the loss column, but really we're looking at the Pacers and Sixers to see which one of them might jump up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't trust the Sixers, and I don't I don't know that I that I trust uh, known loser TJ Warren to keep this up either. So we may end up he's
1: gonna he's gonna be the bubble's leading scorer. It's gonna be a future trivia
0: question. You just got to <laughs> yeah. get ready for it. It reminds me of. Uh, a little bit of Wilson Chandler a few years ago. Remember when he just—he was playing for the Knicks, and I had picked him up in fantasy and had him just at the end of my bench. And for like two weeks, he averaged like 35 points. I mean, it's just these. There's guys that can do this. I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't trust it one I, bit.
1: I, I, let me see. I'm going to bring up the Pacers schedule real quick to see who they've got coming up. Um. Because they were a team that I had kind of written off initially. Yeah.
0: I mean, they're, and, they're missing and,
1: Sabonis, And for good reason, because they've played Washington and Orlando. Yeah. Uh, and, and Philly. Yeah. And the Philly one was a nice win, but those other two. But so coming up, they play Phoenix, and then they play the Lakers, Miami, Rockets, Miami, yeah. which is pretty tough. Yeah, that's tough. Miami's going to be going for it. The Suns have been good in the bubble. Sons have been good in the bubble. That that shot that you mentioned, the Devin Booker shot, that was Whew. really impressive. Because he had Paul George on him. Yeah. And Paul George was going all out, Paul George. I mean, he fouled him, but he he his hand was like right in his face. And that that was a turnaround mid-range shot <laughs> that somehow
0: went in. Just so just such a crazy shot. Although I'm beginning to think that Paul George in your face at the buzzer is typically a good thing. That's true. Can we really say that he was in Dame's face? I mean, as much as he could have been that far out. Yeah, that far out.
1: Should have been up on him. (laughs) We would still have have the the team together. We'd be going (laughs) for a championship right now.
0: No, I think regardless, Paul George at the buzzer difficult shot that's on you that's exactly who you want on you
1: (laughs) that's how that's how the coach
0: draws it up all right i want you to
1: search out paul george let's target paul Make them switch
0: yeah i mean prove me wrong so far it's uh been pretty successful for guys so these it's made two giant moments i mean it's is it is it the moment of devin booker's career that shot
1: uh well no he scored seventy points <laughs> but other than that but it,
0: like this is these are meaningful games I mean they're 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 playing for something
1: they are they they're playing for something and also playing campaign big minutes so I don't know if they're really playing for something
0: I mean they're trying they're trying to play for something <laughs> they're trying to play for something I don't know that's campaign a big moment had for, for, some, for uh,
1: hilarious plays he's been all, I, mean, I don't know if you've been watching them that he's been closely. all right.
0: For for campaign?
1: Yeah, he's been he's been all right, but he's had some really funny campaign oh, plays. What are
0: the what are the moments you're talking about? Oh, just like
1: you know, having the ball out at the three point line and trying to do a bunch of moves and then just throwing up complete garbage. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> when when he's like leading their bench units. Yeah. It's pretty funny. He does like I, I really enjoy watching uh Ricky Rubio though. 'Cause he's just so positive. He's always smiling. Yep. His teammates seem to love him. And he's good. And uh,
0: I just I just like I like the chemistry on that team. Yeah. They seem to like each other. Rubio's a good player. I don't know what I don't know where he goes after this. Stop with the Suns, but he's a good player. And somebody that just needs a point guard, somebody to just steady the ship a little bit. Uh he's helpful. He's very helpful with the Jazz. Very good player. Uh,
1: did you uh, did you hear the story about uh, Derek Favors? No. It was his birthday in the bubble. Yeah. And uh, the team baked him a cake and put it in the fridge. Okay. And they invited the, the team over. They were going to share a cake together. And they opened the fridge and the cake was gone. <sighs> there was a thief. And so they decided, well, that's, that's pretty messed up or whatever. So they ordered cupcakes. They said, hey... We're gonna get some cupcakes for your birthday. Come back later, we'll have them. Put the cupcakes in the fridge. Team came back later. Guess what? Cupcakes were stolen. Where <laughs> so is there's this a, fridge? There's a, there's a bakery thief in the bubble. Wow, stealing all the delicacies.
0: I just this
1: I, is reported by Chris Haynes.
0: Am, am I am I wrong? I mean, the team made him a cake. Are we talking like they baked it themselves? Like, oh, I, <laughs> like Lonzo's cracking an egg. Oh, now it's your turn to kill Alexander Walker add some flour. Like what's a uh, what does that mean? I believe I believe it was purchased. Okay. <laughs> Cuz he said the team baked him a cake. And so I just I just <laughs> assumed they all wore baker's hats and aprons and then just took turns adding ingredients in. As you don't
1: just take uh, ownership whenever you like order food in. Like <laughs> I'll get Thai food and I'll be like, "Hey, uh wife i cooked
0: you some thai food tonight. i Baked you some thai food <laughs> <laughs> no i uh i prefer to go back in time to the moment where i thought that they actually baked it as a team as a team building activity actually and that and then they Please. could go back to it let's say they make the playoffs like well it all goes back to baking the cake for Derek. Yeah, well,
1: that's not happening. Actually, I feel like the cake being stolen is more uh, <laughs> symbolic of their
0: bubble journey. <laughs> I know they've been so disappointing.
1: They have, and I'm I'm mad at them because the luckily the Spurs lost their last game, but mm-hmm. I, I've I've felt this anxiety, especially looking at the Blazers' schedule. Like the Blazers' upcoming schedule is not easy. Yeah, um, which is why last night was. So important for them. I mean, they, they play the Nuggets next. Then they play the Clippers, which who knows with the Clippers. Then they play the Sixers. Then they play Dallas. And then they finish with the Nets. Um, not the easiest schedule. And no. so I've been worried that the Spurs are going to jump up and that we're going to have to watch you know, <laughs> more DeMar DeRozan.
0: I know. Only half game back of the Blazers like. right now.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Do you think there's any chance now with uh Jaren Jackson Jr's injury cuz he is now out of the bubble? Yeah. Out for the season. Do you think there's any chance that 2 team, like that the that the Grizzlies aren't even in the play in game?
0: Yeah, for sure there's a
1: chance. That
0: cuz that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. No, I think I and mean, they got here's here's the rest of their schedule. And this is this is why I think they actually probably won't get there. At Utah, which at means nothing. Sorry, Utah, Oklahoma City, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, those last three are tough. And, and, and does and does, of course, Thunder very tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Utah is wants to come out and prove that they're just not garbage, right?
1: I would assume most people do. I mean, they've got to play better. Utah has to play better. I'm all, I'm always trying to prove I'm not garbage. <laughs> In my daily life,
0: <laughs> and honestly, the Grizzlies have not have looked pretty bad. And Jaron Jackson has probably been their best player, so I would assume that they're going to lose most, if not all, of those games. And man, so the Suns might have like a chance. I know, I know. I mean, okay. legitimate chance here. Huh.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah, they, they're playing for won something. All three
0: of they've
1: won. Th- Three in a row. Now, yep. Have they played two games or three games? I believe they played three. Um, so they're only a game back. In this scenario, let's say the Grizzlies do fall out, however much they fall out. Yeah. So now we're just looking at the Blazers and Spurs. They're only a game back of the Spurs Yeah. Um, to jump them. And they already played the
0: Spurs, actually. I'd love oh, to see man. a Blazer Suns play in. That would be fun. It would be very fun. It'd be very fun. Who who the Suns have left? Let's take a look. They got Pacers. Oh Heat, yeah, you already
1: said this. Thunder. Did I? Sixers Dallas? I think you did.
0: Yeah, that's it's tough. I mean, those are all teams that are playing for something.
1: I guess there are no easy schedules. I, although I thought the Pelicans schedule was supposed to be like the easiest schedule in the world. It's supposed to be. And that was the reason they were going to win everything. Yep. Is that about to start?
0: Uh <laughs> we're just
1: gonna read off all the schedules. Yes, it is Kings, Wizards, Spurs,
0: Kings, Magic. How far back are they? That's pretty that is pretty they key. can get there still. What a
1: race. I, I do and I wonder if this race would have occurred during the regular season as well, or if some of these teams would have dropped off. Um because now that you only have to be within four of the eight seed. It just opens so many more possibilities. I honestly kind of wish they had just done like a. I wish they had done like a four team play in.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I feel like we're
1: getting robbed by only seeing two of these teams. I know
0: it would be very fun. It's been the the race for eight is is going to be pretty fun down the stretch here, because right now I just have no clue. I think I'd, I guess I'd favor Portland, but their schedule is really tough. It's really tough. I don't know who I'd pick. I just know it's not the Kings, but. I mean, if you told me that the Suns, Pelicans, Spurs, Blazers, or even the Grizzlies just got it together, I mean, I would not be surprised at any of those teams. I'd honestly be the most surprising team right now would be Memphis just because of the way that they played and losing Jaron Jackson. Uh, but Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Suns, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, if any of those teams made it, which which is great, great. Great bubble drama here. A lot of bubble drama. And then you look up
1: at the top – and because the Clippers lost yesterday, yep. the Nuggets are now only a game back, which kind of screws up everything because all yeah. I really want to do is avoid the Clippers. I know. And now the idea that they could drop to three and now six or seven isn't safe. I know.
0: Is terrifying. It is. Yeah, here's the Nuggets schedule. They got San Antonio today at 3 p.m. Portland, which is a very pivotal game. Utah, Lakers, Clippers, which will be a huge game on next a week from today huge 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 game and then they play at toronto who's been one of the better teams in the bubble so or will it be huge at what
1: point are the lakers going to start resting
0: i don't know the lakers the vogel said they're not resting today i mean they clinched. so they're not resting the starters today well they should (laughs) i agree and they may they may rest them in, in, not the traditional way. I mean, they may play LeBron 10 minutes. So we'll see. It may, But maybe they want to ramp up a little bit. Make sure that they're playing good ball. Because wh- whoever you play in round <laughs> one. is going to be really hot at the time. Huh? Oh, yeah. Whoever they play is going to be super hot. Yeah. You don't want to run into. A, I mean, let's say it's the Blazers. You want to run into that team. They actually match up decently with the Lakers with Nurkic's size. I mean, they've got, they're one of the teams in the West that actually has good size. And that's one of the things the Lakers pride themselves on and think they've got a leg up on everybody. Well, not really against the Blazers, who is, it's just hilarious that the Blazers won because they are everything that the Rockets aren't. Like they, they play big and they have no wings. I mean none. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Gary true. Gary Trent is their wing, and he's really a he's a guard. Uh, and then the the Rockets are only wings, and that's it, exclusively wings. I've been kind of blown away at how
1: good Nurkic looks. I mean, he's a guy who hasn't played in a year, yeah, and he came back and like from game one was just putting up monster stats again.
0: He's a very good player, really good rebounder, really underrated passer. So those cross-court passes that he was making last night were just so impressive. I mean, the guy just really knows how to play. I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy that the Nuggets at one time had both those guys, Jokic and Nurkic. And I know. Do you do you think they gave up on it too soon? Could they could they have ever played them both? I mean, he would be it would be the ultimate tall ball <laughs> with those two out there and and Bobo Bo and Michael Porter and Jeremy Grant. Yes, <laughs> I mean they they legitimately play Jeremy Grant at two, and it's it's out of necessity, obviously, because you're just you've just run out of good players that are guards. But still, when uh Jeremy Grant is your your nominal too it's very uh, you you got something going on there because Jeremy, I mean Jeremy, struggles to play anything but a big position. But yeah, the Nuggets are the Nuggets are, are very interesting. You still think that they're the best opponent for OKC?: Well, no, I mean the jazz'
1: are always number one. I just it's yeah. going to be hard to get the jazz.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, where do we think Utah's going to end up?
1: The, so they've lost two in a row. Yeah. they're only a half game up on the thunder. I, I do think the Thunder will finish ahead of them, yeah, um, but I don't think the jazz are going to be good enough to end up in that four or five spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing the jazz end up at six. Yeah and this is why I think the Thunder end up at five and we end up having to play the Rockets.
0: Yep. That seems that feels right. That feels right. Oh man.
1: That 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 would be such a culmination of everything I know from like going back to the MVP season. Yeah. Just everything coming to a head all at once.
0: <laughs> be, very intense. I mean unless the Rockets go on a run here and the Nuggets fall back cuz what are they 2 games ahead of the Nuggets yes. right now? Cuz the Rockets remaining schedule is Lakers Thursday, Sacramento, San Antonio, Indiana, Philadelphia. Yeah, I man, I I just I I don't want it. it's
1: it's it would be such a good story but um, I just, I fear for the
0: outcome. Yeah. I agree. This is a high ceiling, low floor situation as far as our emotions go. Yeah, it is. Because, <laughs> I mean, if they win, if they're able to beat the Rockets, the pocket Rockets in the bubble, I mean, it would be, I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, the it's true. The, the upside is way higher than even
1: like beating the Nuggets just in terms of emotions
0: yeah if you beat the nuggets in round one like it obviously very cool because you haven't been out of the first round since 2016 but still it's like okay that's cool we beat jeremy grant cool but imagine getting to participate in the ridicule
1: of the rockets for losing in the first round but also you're a fan of the team that did it yeah it's like but well, it, It's very persuasive. It,
0: it is. And there's like so many former Thunder players on this team. I guess with Tabo not in the bubble. It's not quite as many. But still to have Russ and Harden and Jeff Green. I mean, all those guys who were on those initial Thunder teams that we all love so much to be on the other side. And then to, to, for our team to be led by Chris Paul. And that be the moment that it all happens for them. For OKC since Kevin left, it would just be like incredibly like just it's poetic and it's strange and it's it would be very 2020 for that to happen.
1: On the flip side, if we lost to Houston, I feel like that would hurt way more than like losing to the Nuggets or the Clippers or yeah. anyone else. Yeah,
0: without a doubt. I mean, it would it would it would be the beginning of the tank, I believe. And it may even if they beat the Rockets, it may be the beginning of the tank, anyways. But it would definitely feel like okay. Everybody, all aboard the tank. Here we go, because this is where this is going, anyways. So yeah, it would. Uh, and and losing to Daryl Morey, I mean, I there was last night was it was a it was fun to watch that Blazers Rockets matchup, but seeing Daryl Morey with his head down, his mask hanging off one of his ears. And just looking so distraught after Mello just destroys him was just it was very enjoyable. I had a fun time watching that. I don't know if you did as well.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. I actually uh, screenshotted your tweet and
0: sent it to my Blazers uh, friend. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, I I had to rewind after I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness, this is just too good. It's like too perfect. I would love Did to. See the- I'd love to have the Thunder give give us a uh, Daryl Morey head down, mask half off moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about like how losing a playoff series or even winning it could set off the Thunder's true tank, losing in the first round for the Rockets. I mean, I feel like anything would be on the table. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? I I mean, I think that Tillman would fire Morey. And bring in somebody who <gasps> he can manipulate kind of yeah. like a, a, a Vlade relationship, vlade Vivek relationship. Yeah. Elton brand. Yeah. Something, something where it's someone who's like, just really wants the job. And then they basically have to kowtow to whatever Tillman wants to do. Oh, that sounds, and that sounds wonderful. who knows what happens after that? I mean, He's not a fan of these huge contracts. No, but I don't know if he can trade Russ if he really, even if he wanted to. It it would it would be a wild summer because they are locked in on a lot of contracts.
0: Yep, that uh, Eric Gordon contract is gonna feel uh, just extra weighty. Yeah, because they did. did, You did not have you necessarily have to do it. I understand that they did to retain the asset. and to be able to to work it, but it's just, it's if he's if he's not like the Eric Gordon that we all know. I mean, obviously he's injured now, but if he can't come back and perform at a high level, I think, I mean, that's obviously just a really that's a tough contract to continue to carry. Uh, you think if they lose in round one, they just try to go smaller? <laughs> well, I get like some kids from Orlando. Yeah, bring them in. Try to find a six three center instead of the six five PJ Tucker.
1: I don't know. What if what if they in, they come to the first round and all of a sudden they unleash Tyson Chandler, <laughs> who has just been like cryogenically frozen now for a year, has not played. and He just comes back and he's like two thousand eleven Mavericks Chandler.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've just been trying to fool people this whole time. <laughs> yeah it's all bait and switch now that would be wild <laughs> that would be wild oh man uh enjoy the lakers thunder today it should be a, a fun game uh regardless of of who's playing and who's playing what minutes i mean it's just been fun to have basketball back i, f- I feel like the nba has continued to really execute this plan very well uh it's, it's just been exciting and to see it all uh just To perform successfully and for the nba their plan to perform successfully has just been uh it's been a, a a welcome victory in this time where it just feels like we're having loss after loss after loss so uh hope you guys enjoy it we'll be watching as well hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you guys again on friday